Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Jordan Walker's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back. Guys, we got a gripping episode for you today with must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. Uh, As always, you know, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, joined as always by my co-host, my partner in crime, my best friend, Matthew (laughs) Anay. Yeah. Thank you for the great karaoke session, my friend. That made my night. Yes, I did my little, my best uh, Eminem Slim Shady impression. But uh, guys, you can find us on all social media platforms. And if you're listening on one uh, and podcasting apps, and if you're listening on one like Spotify or Apple that allows five star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode, and it also subscribes to the channel. And once again, if you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. And Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. Let us be your team secret weapon, as always, while we provide you with must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend. And Matt, that's quite a lot for me here at the top. And uh, somebody we talked about yesterday. Big news, big news. Yeah, I mean, we can't bury the lead here. Uh, Mr. Jordan Walker. Obviously, my guy has been finally being called back up to the bigs after them doing him absolutely dirty. And I won't go off on a tangent or repeat anything I said yesterday. But I do need to get into what he was doing over the last couple of days because it's actually been, you know, just monstrosity with his slash line of 292, 386, 542 in the minors over the past two weeks. I mean, the promotion has been, you know, kind of seen by Dom. And not really by me. I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but I guess with like Newt Bar really not performing or anybody really running away with the job, I guess it was just, hey, let's get Jordan Walker back. He broke camp for a reason. And let's see what he can do because now it's time. And apparently his defense has been better. So that's part of one of the main reasons, air quote, air quote, really control to get Jordan Walker back up now and call it a day. So Jordan Walker is a 100% ad right now. So pretty much just pause this, come back tomorrow, come back and say, oh, I got Jordan Walker before everybody else. Because quite honestly, I mean, if you don't add him, you're kind of you're smoking the funny stuff here. And he's about 42% owned. So he's out there. And I would 100% take advantage if he is. 
Yeah, yeah, Matt. Um, once that you said it perfectly, read my mind. Pause the podcast moment. Get Jordan Walker. I'd love to see how much owned he's going to be by you know tomorrow morning. I think that's going to fly up here overnight. I think Jordan Walker is going to be at like 80 percent before you know the t- tomorrow ends, heading into the weekend. Once again, if you don't know Jordan Walker, you know he was a third base prospect. They moved him to outfield because obviously he's not going to overtake Nolan Arenado at third base. 6'6", 245, mountain of a man. Uh, he has the upside of like a Ronald Acuna light. Uh, very good speed, very good homer potential, as Matt mentioned. You know, he um, has been raking down so far uh, in the minors over the last uh, about 12 games, it looks like. And, you know, he had a uh, 12-game hitting streak to start his career. I don't think the Cardinals gave him a fair shake. And trust me, Jordan Walker is going to come up with something to prove after being sent down, not giving a chance. This kid's going to come up. I don't think he's going to get sent back down. And I think he's going to put his name into the hat for that NL Rookie of the Year race. But I think that's enough about Jordan Walker. We did a deep dive on him yesterday. I think that's a deep enough dive for him today. Uh, Once again, Jordan Walker, though, had 19 bombs, 22 steals in uh, 2022 in the minors in 119 games, 461 at-bats, hit 306. Sky is the limit for the kid. Pick him up now. Let's move on to somebody else, though, that I'm pretty high on that we've talked about on this podcast before. And, you know, um, uh, once again, just like the kid, Alex Kirilov. Uh, the Twins are doing pretty good over there with, you know, Royce Lewis coming up, uh, Kirilov. They they look like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here, especially if guys like Correa can get going, if Gallo can pick it back up because he's been struggling of late. But on the year, Kirilov, 314, three home runs, eight RBIs, 11 runs. He's looking solid so far. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, have, start breaking out sooner than later too, you know. Over the last two weeks, it's a stat line of five runs, one homer, five RBIs, 294 batting average for Kirilov. Uh, he's eligible first and outfield on Yahoo. I think he's worth a shot. Uh, did I mention his ownership percentage? I don't think I did. 21% on Yahoo for Kirilov. Go give him an ed. Guy's got a little bit of power in that bat. Uh, where has he been hitting in the lineup? He's been hitting actually like second, which is, you know, um, Pretty cool. Well, he had second in his last game, hit third the game before that. He's been at the top of the lineup. He's been in like the top four slots of the lineup pretty consistently. Kirilov's still only 25 years old. He's shown a lot of flashes in the minors over the you know past few years. In 2022 in the minors, Kirilov hit 359, 10 homers, 7 doubles, 33 RBIs, uh, 32 RBIs, 33 runs over 35 games. So think about that. He had 10 homers in 35 games with an with a run per game, almost an RBI per game. Not really much of a steals guy, uh, but there's power in that bat. If that power starts to play up, goes on a little bit of surge, grab him before the rush. Once again, Alex Kirilov, Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I'm great take, Dom, honestly. I mean, I really can't even add anything to that. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's just move on here. So I have a Mr. Gary Sanchez. Finally, we'll throw a catch. We'll throw a we'll throw a catcher into the mix. Gary isn't like blowing you off the page here, but I mean, in his in the last like I'm gonna say what is this eleven at bats, right? He has three uh, three runs, two bombs, four ribs, and he's batting probably about like three hundred one. If I really tried to do the math, you know, I'm not. He's not like a long term play as much as I wish, but you know, he's not on the Yankees anymore, so I wish him all the worst. And <laughs> pretty much he's kind of like a ride the wave guy. Catcher's been absolutely horrendous. And, you know, any kind of spark you can take and get the extra production out of the catcher's position, you kind of want to take advantage. So if you have somebody you're really not like attached to, 
you know, I would scoop up Gary Sanchez and just, you know, ride the wave on him until, you know, the, the wheels fall off and which could be next week for all that matters. And then you just move on to the next catcher. The next catcher It's probably one of the positions you probably can stream at this point if you did not get a top end catcher or if you just actually you draft, unfortunately, and drafted um, Alejandro Kirk. You know, this is just the situation you're in. So Gary Sanchez could at least be a bump for you in that section. That's it. Yeah, um, with Gary, as you said, Matt, you know, and I don't wish him the worst, but now that he's not with the Yankees anymore, I could kind of, you know, give or take Gary Sanchez. But it is noteworthy. He's over there in San Diego now. He started the last three games for them, homers and back-to-back games. You know, he's there with some of his, um, you know, his brothers hanging out with, uh, you know, the likes of Soto and Tatis and Machado, guys that he's all, you know, familiar with. I think Gary, you know, could still hit, you know, 230. He, I'm sure he still has some pop in that bat. He had 16 home runs last year in 128 games. The year before that, he had one. Uh, he had 23 in 117 games. So there's still some upside with Gary Sanchez, and I think he's found like a new breath of life over there. He's going to be playing a decent amount. I don't know if he's going to play. No catch really plays every day, but I think he's going to get some burn there. Um, you know, uh, what's his name is uh, Hurt over there, um, uh, Luis Camposano. Uh, I mean, Austin Nola has been really nothing to snuff at over the last few years of his career. So I think, you know, um, Gary Sanchez is worth the add. He's only 2% owned on Yahoo, as I always like to point out with these guys that are very lowly, lowly owned. If you're in a deeper league, you're in an NL only, 15-man, two-catcher league. Uh, if Gary Sanchez is out there in a two-catcher league, I would, I would give him the shot. If your second catcher is doing absolutely nothing, Pick up Gary Sanchez now and just see where the thing goes. But before we move on to some guys like uh, we got Gio Urshela. We got big game James Paxton coming up. We got a little Logan Allen talk coming up. Some of the some other great, great must-add players heading into the weekend. We got a little sponsor for you. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals on last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in, Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's certainly a reason it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price always guaranteed. And as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and actually Matt and I actually cross over with Locked On Rockies. It is a it is a very very good one, guys. You know, Paul over at Locked On Rockies is a great guy. We talk about some of our all time favorite Rockies. We talk about some current Rocky situations. We talk about Chris Bryant. Fortunately, the conversation came before he hit the IL. But you know, uh, it is what it is. And just real quick, if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers. Please hit the subscribe button and share us with a few friends that also like fantasy baseball or just some friends like baseball in general. We'd truly be grateful for your support. But, Matt, I'm, I'm out of breath over here, my brother. I think uh, you got to take the next guy. No worries, man. All right, let's talk about Mr. Gio Urshela. 
My guy is like a Swiss Army knife right now. He's got first, third, and short eligibility. He had a great last week with, um, you know, two runs, a bomb, four ribs, a stolen base, and batting 364. You know my rule right here. Batting average off the waiver wire is an absolute must. Over two weeks, he's batting 350, and over the last month, 315. Urshela with the multiple uh, position eligibility, the batting average, and the fact that he's at least contributing in five categories is kind of somebody that I'm, I, I would, wouldn't mind adding right now and just riding the wave and see how long this could take me. Because, I mean, these off days are becoming brutal. Today, when we're recording on Thursday, I have like six guys that are not playing today. You know, Gio Urshela probably would have fit in nice. So, you know, it's... It's one of those guys that can help you pass through and get the job done. So 100% pick up Gio Urshela. Yeah, Matt, I've I've always been a huge Gio Urshela guy. And kind of like almost like Gary Sanchez because Gary let us down. Gio was always a good Yankee. So he's actually somebody that I still root for even though that he's left. Over the past two weeks, Gio's numbers aren't blowing you away, but they're pretty, pretty solid. With three runs, a home run, seven RBIs, two steals, and he's batting 350 over that time. Uh, he hasn't been hitting too high in the lineup. He's kind of been moving around from that seven and six spot. But you know what? The RBIs are good batting behind guys like Trout, Otani, and Renfro. So, you know, it, definitely some upside here for Shella. As you mentioned, the Swiss Army knife for multi-positional eligibility. Gio Shella's a career 280 batter, so you can count on a solid batting average. Like, I'm surprised by the steals. He's never really been a steals guy. But I think the RBIs are going to be nice for him in that lineup. Home runs, you know, maybe he hits you 15 to 18. So he, he'll be all right in that category, but not really uh over-the-top type of home run guy. So with Gio Urshela, 30% owned on Yahoo, I, I think he's definitely worth to add in some of those deeper leagues. I'm not adding him in, you know, the shallower type format. But, you know, I, Matt, as you said, just throw him in on days when guys aren't playing or, you know, you know, there's a day where, you know, somebody gets hurt, something like that. He could be a fill-in until, you know, that guy comes back or something along the lines of that. But let's move on to our next guy. And I'll be honest with you guys. I don't like to I don't like to BS you guys. We're going to talk about Willie Castro, somebody I'm not really super familiar with here. But he's been pretty good of late. If you want to talk about another Swiss Army knife, Willie Castro of the Minnesota Twins is eligible at second, third, short, and outfield, which is quite amazing. Uh, he's been red hot as of late. He's been a steals, uh, not just a steal specialist because he's been contributing in other categories as well, but the steals have been phenomenal. Willie's got 10 steals on the season. He's got five in the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, Willie Castro has 10 runs, three homers, five RBIs, the five steals I already mentioned, and he's batting 357 in that time. Definitely not a long-term solution here because, you know, the Twins are, you know, trying to settle in with that lineup, especially with Royce Lewis up, Alex Kirilov up. But you know what? Willie Castro has been playing a decent amount over the last two weeks, a bunch of two-hit games. He threw in a couple of three-hit games as well. So I think you just give him the shot here. Like I said, I'm not super familiar with him, so I don't want to talk about him too much more. I actually want to see how old he is because, like I said, guys, I'm not 26. super familiar with this guy. So as I'm getting to know him, Oh, there you go. So Matt's already on the point. He's still fairly young. Uh, let's check that minor league track record, too, real quick. Uh, decent. Never really was a, a super amazing minor league type player. Looks like he had some big steal seasons. So once again, this guy might be able to steal you 30 bags. Home runs, not really going to contribute. Batting average might be above average, depending on where you're hitting that Twins lineup. The counting stats might be okay. Not a long-term solution, but somebody that could fill in for now, Willie Castro. Yeah, I mean, for a kid that's coming out of nowhere for pretty much all fantasy players, He's not a bad pickup. You know, he hits the rule on the batting average. He hits the rule on the stolen bases. You know, like 
I mean, stolen bases are hard to come by. And if you missed out, you know, you can at least take the surplus of while he's hot. And then when he dies off, drop him, drop him like he's hot. But I mean, until then, you know, Willie Castro could be somebody that can add a little boost to your lineup. All right. Now, the moment we're all been waiting for. I'm sorry, Chris Sale owners, but he seemed to have gone down. Uh, So unfortunately, we uh, it is what it is. We'll see how long or what it is. Maybe it's just a start. Maybe it is what it is, and it's just they had to remove him from this inning, uh, from this game. But it is what it is. Now, here's a, here's some replacements. God forbid it's long term. Let's start off with James Paxton. James Paxton has been looking great outside of like one start where he got lit up and had a 15 ERA. I mean, his start against Cincinnati at home he had a one eight ERA and eight Ks and one whip against San Diego at San Diego. He had a one five ERA, five Ks. And a 117 whip. And then against St. Louis, who has been better of late, he had nine Ks and a 3-6 ERA with a one whip. Now, Paxton's looking like his old self. I really do think that, you know, he um he can give you a long-term solution and for now, at least until he gets hurt again. And or at least make it <laughs> as long as for Chris Sale to come back. And it's funny they're on the same team. So you know, with Boston being red hot right now. You know, the win possibilities are there and everything else is under the sun as possible. I guess our internet's a little delayed. Yeah, I, I love James Paxton. I I yeah, my my internet is is off today, folks. So uh, I apologize about that if you could bear with me. Uh but I, I do love James Paxton. He's been on fire since he came back. Only one bad start. Uh, as Matt mentioned in his last start, uh, absolutely dominant. Five innings, eight Ks, gave up one run, a one whip against Cincinnati. Not a tough opponent, but still a dominant performance. I think he had 22 swings and misses in that game. That's a dominant number. That's a very, very high number for any given game. Uh, as I mentioned, the Flangey brothers, him and Chris Sale, you know, Paxton can go down at any moment. So I'm not counting on him long term. But ride the wave with him. He's not somebody, you know, that um, dropping. I mean, you can go out there and trade him. If you can get a lot for James Paxton, by all means, go ahead and do it now before the shoe drops off the other foot. But, you know, with 19 innings pitched this year, he's got 27 strikeouts. The ERA and Whipper inflated by that one bad start, but three very good starts, one bad start. Uh, I'll take those ratio. He gets Cleveland uh on june 6th cleveland hasn't been a great hitting team so far their pitching's been what's been carrying them paxton at 33 percent owned i think that should be closer to 60 or 70 once again until he goes down or gets hurt but uh that's james paxton uh okay so let's talk about our next guy here let's talk about braxton garrett matt that's actually your boy so uh I'll give a quick take and then I'll let you I'll break him down a little bit more. Uh, you know, we wanted to talk about Braxton Garrett a few weeks back. I think we skipped out on him because he was about to face the Braves. And good thing we did because he got rocked against the Braves. And his next start, he got rocked against Arizona. But his last one, two, three, four uh, start, last four starts have been pretty good. Even one in cores that wasn't really that bad. He gave him two runs in cores. Whip was a little bit high, but once again, cores. His last start against San Diego, though, super, super impressive. 5.1 innings for Braxton, 7 Ks, 1 run, and 0.56 whip. He gets Kansas City next week uh, on June 5th, which Kansas City has not been very good at all. Braxton gets 15% on. Definitely a deeper league play at the moment. I think he's somebody to definitely worth picking up, seeing where this goes. He had a very, very good end to last season. A lot of strikeouts for Braxton Garrett last year. 
Uh, you know, when on the years numbers aren't horrible. Four two two ERA, one three one WHIP, fifty three innings, fifty four Ks. Uh, he's a young, he's a young buck. Definitely somebody worth picking up and seeing where it goes. Once again, that's Braxton Garrett, starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Yeah, Braxton Garrett. If I would have known he had a rotation spot this year, he actually would have been ranked, and he would have been ranked in my top like seventy pitchers. I really do like Braxton Garrett's upside. Now he's not going to be a long term play because one, we don't know how long he's going to be in this line uh, in this rotation, and two. You know, he's still matchup dependent. He's definitely not matchup proof, but I like what he's been doing. I mean, out of the out of the last four games, he had a seven K game, an eight K and two eight K games, and only one three K game. That's solid as hell. And those are all games with um, you know, a th- mid three ERA or lower. And actually it's one mid three ERA and sub two. So he is putting it together here. I really like what he's doing. He's doing against good opponents. And, and especially at Colorado, Braxton Garrett has the upside. He's usually about a K per nine kind of guy. He looks like he's been able to keep his ERA down like he did last year for a short stint in 88 innings. And he's a little high right now, but it's super inflated from a, a start that he had a 22 ERA. So if he keeps what he's, keeps going on this trend, the ERA is definitely going to fall down below the, below the sub, uh, to the sub four level and probably finish the year on a mid threes ERA. I do like Braxton Garrett's upside, so definitely take a look at him. But let's move on. Um, thank you for letting me have that, Dom. And uh, before we do, we have some other great sponsors to talk about, but I want to let you know who's coming up. We have Logan Allen, Clark Schmidt, and a name we didn't think we were going to talk about ever this year, and that's Julio Terrell. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being patient. And without further ado, let's talk about Mr. Logan Allen. Logan Allen, I am very surprised at what his ownership is because quite honestly, when usually what we try to do is try to stay with names that, you know, are usually under, you know, 60%, right? And I figured Logan Allen would be much higher owned, but he's only 36% owned. So guys are sleeping on him. He is killing it out there. And quite honestly, if you haven't heard of him, let me tell you about him. 39 innings pitched on the season. Uh, He has two wins. 43 Ks, a 272 ERA with a 131 whip. Whip is a little high, but to be expected with a young pitcher in the league. I mean, he is pitching out of his mind. I am so proud of this kid with going up against Baltimore, who's been amazing this year with 10 Ks and not giving up a single run and a sub one whip. Going out against the White Sox, giving up, uh, getting five Ks, only having a 159 ERA. And it's a little bit earlier, April 30th, against Boston. While they're hot, hot, hot streak right there, 8K is a 3.6 ERA. Like, Logan Allen has been very, very, very serviceable. And honestly, if you're looking at any waiver wire right now, pitching has been hard to come by. So if you haven't picked, if you see Logan Allen on there and you haven't, and you haven't picked him up yet, you're making a grave mistake and do it now. This is another one. Stop the podcast and go pick him up because I promise you, he could be one of those guys that have this, the long-term value. So he's actually my number one pitcher out of this whole podcast. So scoop him up if he's available. Yeah, man, that that's some high praise for Logan Allen. To be honest with you, I'm I'm not I, I like him. I'm not as high as him as you are. I do like Logan Allen. I'd probably take James Paxson over him if I if I had my choice of any of these guys that we're talking about today. But Logan Allen would be number two. I'm not going to lie to you. Logan Allen would be number two. 
that that start against Baltimore really, really impressed me. It could have went either way for me with Logan Allen. If that start against Baltimore went lopsided where you give like four or five runs and just didn't look good, I'd be like, all right, that's it for him. But that that start did impress me. The, the 10Ks was huge for him. Uh, in the minors, he has a track record of being a pretty solid K guy. So I think the Ks are, are really what's going to keep him in that rotation. And the thing is, you know, they do have some guys come back. McKenzie's coming back on Sunday. If you haven't heard, that's Tristan McKenzie. Uh, Savale's pitching, you know, today as you guys are listening to this, which is, you know, Friday. Uh, so he's fighting. He's fighting for his life to stay in that rotation. I think Cal Quantrill officially has left the rotation. So it looks like there still might be a spot for him there for a while. The upside is there. As I mentioned, he gets Minnesota next week. Once again, I'm talking about Logan Allen for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, he's 36% owned on, on Yahoo, as Matt mentioned. That's way too low. He needs to be at least 60%, 70% owned for Logan Allen. I think he'd give him a shot and ride the wave. Don't know if he's going to wind up being a long-term solution. I do have Gavin Williams, you know, sitting in the, you know, wind, waiting for him to mess up. But all right, my brother, I see you want to hop in there. Go for it. Yeah, I just want to I just want to say I think his rotation slot is pretty much locked in because of the fact that they're looking to trade Bieber. So this is yeah, all the that'd be interesting if they do because I, I, they do need some offensive push and they can get a lot for Bieber. And with Gavin Williams in the wing, like you're saying, and with all the guys they've called up, you know, Bieber would be the perfect person to ship off right now. So I could totally see Allen staying in the rotation and if anything going down around the All Star break, one to limit innings. And two, the the trade deadline's right around that corner after that, so they're probably going to want to move Bieber, and he'll be right back up. So, you know, Logan Allen, short-term, 100%, and then long-term, probably about 85% sure. But go ahead. Take it back, sir. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. No, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they move Bieber. I think it's a great time to, you know, Bieber's getting a little bit older. I think this is a great time to maximize his value for Cleveland. If they can go out there and get a couple of young bat prospects, you know, go trade with a team like, you know, Baltimore, who's making a run for things and, you know, get some of those uh, young Baltimore prospects. Or even, you know, I mean, this one doesn't make as much sense, but I know the Reds have a lot of young, good prospects as as well. Send them over to, you know, Cincinnati, get some of those good prospects. Or, you know, the crazy one would be like the Braves. The Braves have a couple of guys, you know, that they can go out and, you know, give up for a Shane oh. Bieber. Imagine him in the, the Braves rotation. That oh would be wicked. God. So I can see Logan Allen. I can see Logan. <laughs> I can see Logan Allen sticking around as well. Uh, let's just see. Where, let's just see where it goes with him because he wasn't a super talented. Uh, well, wasn't a super like praised prospect coming up through the minors. But you know, he did have that one really good year in the minors with a lot of strikeouts, low ERA. So we'll just see where things go with Logan Allen. But he's definitely worth the add from now. Just you know, pick him up and see where things go. Thirty-six percent owned on Yahoo is way too low for him. Let's move on to a New York Yankee though. One of our boys. Let's talk about Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt is, you know, somebody in the Yankee circles. He always had, you know, a lot of hype around him. Got a good breaking ball. Uh, you know, seen the pitch pretty good in spring training a few times. Never really lived up to the hype, though. And even this year, if you look at his, you know, whole year numbers, you're like, Dom, what are you talking about Clark Schmidt for? You know, his ERA is inflated. He hasn't really been great. But his last few starts have been better. And Clark Schmidt is still, you know, he's 27 years old. He's getting a little bit older. But this is like the make or break time in the guy's career, 27, 28. If you're going to make a, you know, make some noise, it has to be around that time. His last start, Clark Schmidt went against Seattle uh, May 31st, 5.2 innings, 7 Ks, didn't give up a run, 07 whip. The start before that against Baltimore, once again, we're talking about Baltimore, good team, 5 innings, only 4 Ks though, 180 ERA, and it was a, uh, you know, a one run, uh, and he gave up um, a 1-4 whip. So it's not great, but it's better. 
Uh, it equates to over his, you know, last two weeks, 15 innings, 17 Ks, a win, 172 ERA, 1-1-5, whip 17% for Clark Schmidt. A little bit of a deeper league play here. Uh, he definitely got some strikeout upside. Hopefully he could suppress runs. His uh, ERA on the years of 501, but his FIP fielding independent pitching, which is an ERA indicator, is a 395. His FIP last year was a 360. And I mean, he pitched to a 312 ERA last year or 57 innings. Uh, the whip might be a little bit higher. He's not really a whip guy. Control isn't fantastic. So, but I think you give Clark Schmidt a shot. You see where thing goes. Deeper league play, your AL only's, your, your AL only's 15 man leagues. Clark Schmidt, 17% owned. Go, go give him a shot. Yeah, fair, fair assessment and great take. Honestly, the only thing I have to add is, you know, his time is limited anyway, so kind of just ride this wave because once Rodone makes his appearance, Clark Schmidt is gone. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those things, and that's if it even lasts Possibly, that long. Yeah, I can see that. So we'll see what happens with Clark Schmidt. Let's bring up our last guy here, Mr. Left court, left Field. Oh, what I mean by that is coming out of left field as Mr. Julio Terejan. My guy has been serviceable through two starts. I mean, six innings pitched against Toronto, didn't give up a single run, only had a .67 whip, got the W, but had no Ks. But, I mean, hey, if you're looking for somebody to scoop up off the waiver wire that's able to bring that ERA down if you got lit up a couple times, great move for that for that start. And then San Fran- against San Francisco, he had five Ks. He had a 1.8 ERA and a one whip. Like, Tarayana is not somebody I'm, like, running out to get there. He is a desperate play. Uh, he's not pitching this weekend, so he looked to see who he gets next week. Dom will probably have that information for us. But to finish up here, at 3% owned, and if the Reds. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Home or away? Uh, it's in Cincinnati, though. It's a little rough. Um, like I said, if you had somebody <laughs> – yeah. If you had somebody like get lit up on Monday or or something like that, and then you want to pick him up, I wouldn't blame you to just suppress the ERA, and that's if he can at Reds, you know, American American Ballpark. But it's one of those things where I at least got to take a look at him and see what's going on. He's not again, as you could hear from the way I'm talking about him, I'm not too confident in the guy, but he's been serviceable, so hence why we got to bring him up. That's Julio Tereja. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so funny. I never thought I would talk about, you know, Julio down by the schoolyard ever again. I remember in, in 2022, if you guys don't already know, Matt and I are from New York. We're both born and raised in Staten Island. And Mr. Julio Taharan was playing for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks in 2022, which are they're not affiliated, a team that's not affiliated with the MLB. You know, they're just, uh, you know, I think they're part of another uh, a league. But he was hey, literally pitching oh. here, and yeah, yeah, he was he was out here pitching in Staten Island, right? And it was just like, I, I thought I would never talk about him again. But he's back, as Matt mentioned. You know, he's um, eleven innings this year. He's got five strikeouts. Not really a five. He's uh, not really a big strikeout guy. And an 08 whip. Uh, I think he's worth a shot. You just throw him out there. Milwaukee's known to work magic with pitchers. They've done it with Corbin Burns. They've done it with Woody. You know, Aaron Ashby, Freddie Peralta. Just they they kind of have a good pitching, uh, you know, coaching there. So let's see where you know Julio goes. He's three percent owned on Yahoo. And if you're not familiar with him, he's been a vet. He's been around uh, a little bit. It's Julio Teheran. It's T E H E R or yeah, E R A N. Uh, I think it's worth a shot. I think it's just see how the Cincinnati start goes. You start with a stream. You know, if, if we were talking pitch and ditch, he probably would have been near the top of you know guys to hey just grab him and see where things goes. Uh, I think he I think he's got a chance to be good against Cincinnati on June fifth. 
But Matt, unless you got anything else for us, brother, I think we could take it home. I got a nickname because we've been saying his last name wrong. It's Tehran. So A A Ron is what going to be the new the new talk of Julio A A Ron. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But uh, that's it. I, I wanted to end on a high note there of the nickname. Yes, I like that one. It's not as good as the pterodactyl one for t- Tarek Scooble, but it, it, it's it's still a good one. It's still a good one. But, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And truly thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. We want to thank our everydayers and new listeners. As always, we won't be where we are without you guys. If you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. Send it to a couple of friends. We truly appreciate it. And make sure you're on the lookout for our new episode tomorrow with that crossover with Locked On Rockies and our buddy Paul. But until then, see you. Peace.